My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I hope you are doing well. I am so excited to be complete with a lot of work that I've done in the last month and a half. So um, I want to give you a little background on what the last month and a half has looked looked like before we get started with the episode because I think it'll be helpful for you. I started this year in January. I started this year with wanting to do three really big projects or what I, in my mind, they were really big, not projects, but like things. One was I wanted to do a relaunch of Show Up and Lead Mastermind because I wanted to get more people in and I wanted to get give like a last like a last effort before we close the doors. So I started the year wanting to do that. Then I also had to create one of the things that I had been working on was creating curriculum, new curriculum for the mastermind. And so basically brand new curriculum. And then lastly is to plan and organize the live virtual event for all of the master people in the mastermind for the first week of February. So basically in 30 days, I wanted to do all of that while I am four months postpartum while I also for one week go to Puerto Rico for my own mastermind. And I was very intimidated when I started out the year. And I was really afraid I would like hustle and burn out. And instead, I did a whole episode on this, but instead I really just tried to be super intentional when I was working in my business. And that's what I did. And now that I'm complete with all of those items, this last weekend, um, we, we had the mastermind event. It went so well. The people in this group are just so, it's very clear. Like they're just ready to like do the damn thing, make money, help their people, like hit new capacities, blow their own minds. They're it just just that energy and i'm i'm so pumped to i'm so pumped to have them in the mastermind and i'm so excited just to see what happens but y'all the big lesson here is you can do a lot 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 of work without burning out i proved that to myself this week 
I did it. I did all those projects and I had my amazing team shout out to my team shout out to Betty and Cynthia literally I couldn't have done any of it without them and I have just learned to become a better leader to plan ahead of time um, just to grow confidence in where I am in my journey. I think a lot of us will like look at our coaches or you'll look at your colleagues or just look at people who do what we do, right? Like other coaches online. And it's so easy to like compare yourself. But there is such a confidence that comes out of you when you are just okay with your chapter in business. When you are content of like, I don't need to be more further along. Like I'm very present in my business because that's where I belong. And having that type of confidence just... I don't know. It's just, it feels so, so good. And I think that's that working so hard in my business the last couple months has really just grew a new level of confidence in me of like, I don't need to be like anybody effing else. Like I am the owner of my business and like, I'm totally okay with how things are moving. And having that energy just helps you show up to work with so much more confidence, so much more clarity, so much more certainty. And it feels so good. It feels so, so good. So you could do a lot, y'all. We could do a lot more than we think we can. And it doesn't have to include being overworked and burning out. So anyways, I wanted to share that. Today's episode, I am really excited to talk to you about. This is a topic that we talked about in the live virtual event with the people in the mastermind. And I wanted to share it here, one, because I wanted to like give more clarity to my clients, but two, I thought it was just so important for my audience to start thinking about their business this way. So let's do it. Today, we're going to talk about what you need to focus on to grow your business to that next level, whatever that next level is for you. Some of you that might be six figures, some of the some of you that might be multiple six figures, some of you it might be your first 25k. Um or some of you it might be your first client ever. Um so I want to talk about like where do you, where does your focus need to be in your business and how to really identify that. So that's what we're going to be talking about but before we get started. I want to remind you that if you've listened to this podcast in the past, if you've taken value from it, it would mean so, so, so much to me if you share it on your Instagram stories, tag me, tag Latinas Booked Out on Instagram or at Cat Del Carmen. Um, one, it helps spread the show and the message, but it also just means so, so much to me. <laughs> so thank you so much ahead of time. All right, y'all, let's get started with the episode. So when we're thinking about scaling our business, depending on where you're at, there are some areas that I've written down And these are very, very standard, basically, areas in your business that you are, you're going to have to focus on 
all of these in different phases of your business. Um, this is something I learned from my coach, Stacy, um, who she has really helped me understand that there are going to be seasons of your business that just look different than others. And the reason they look different, right? Like some seasons need some, your business will need your attention in different areas at different seasons of your business. It's not always just going to be like marketing, selling, marketing, selling, marketing, selling. I think people get really stuck in like, oh, I just have to sell. I just have to sell. I just have to sell. But the honest truth is if you're going to grow your business to multiple six figures to millions, your business needs to have a very strong foundation. It needs to, it need, you as the CEO need to have certainty that it, it, well, not certainty, but the preparation for you to double, triple, quadruple your revenue. Because here's the thing, y'all, if you want to double your revenue, if you want to quadruple your revenue, the problems in your business are going to grow with you unless you tackle them and intentionally work to fix them. So that's what I'm talking about today. I want you to leave this episode understanding, okay, this is what I need to focus on in my business. And um, for my clients listening, I want you to take our entire training and just let this be the the final piece of clarity and decision making you need to do to go out there and start implementing. So there's basically two areas of your business. There's the front end of your business and the back end of your business. So when we talk about the front end of your business, it's very much what the client sees, right? Like it's what your audience sees. It's the sales so one category one is sales category two is marketing category three is client results and then client uh category four is client deliverables slash assets slash curriculum or whatever you would like to call it so those four areas in the front end and then the four areas in the back end are your processes processes onboarding sops um, that would be one section. Secondly, it would be leadership, delegation, really your management style. Three is planning. So planning things ahead of time. I don't know how to say that more simply. And four is money management. So those are the things in the back end of your business that will also need your attention at different phases of your business. So I want to go through these. So you have an idea of like how to um, how to see if this is an area that you need to work on. I'm going to go through these, okay? So for front end, if, if for front end, when we're talking about sales, right? Like the actual sales your your business is bringing in, we're talking about two things your conversion rates and your conversion rates are basically what are how many people on your sales calls are saying yes versus no if you're getting a lot of no's right like if you have a lot of sales calls and it's hard for you to close them or you've struggled with that in the last year or in the past couple months it is very important that like you solve that problem. So one of your priorities should be watching your sales calls, looking at your emails and 
what how many you know what's the click rate for the certain types of topics that you're sharing um on like with your emails right so for example this is what I do with my emails for specifically for my launch I'll look at the topics that I'm talking about so like I'll look at like 10 or 15 emails and I'll see which topics are get the most click rate right and trying to understand like which which emails got the most conversions to book a call with book book a sales call with me right and we're not always going to have the numbers right in front of us like the data isn't going to be perfect so you have to use your own intuition to like keep to put the puzzle pieces together but when you're when you need to focus on sales which by the way if you are under i'd say six figures um around maybe 75k i mean it just depends on where you want to be in business where you want your business level to be at revenue but if you are under that i would say you you probably will focus on sales but here's what i find for folks who are under six figures who have been coaching for you know a couple years now and they're staying around the 30k to 50k range what i find is you're typically better at one of these things so you're either really good at sales or you're really good at marketing and your work is um getting better at the opposite thing that you're you're that you still got to work on so for example if you have a lot of sales calls, right? Like you don't have, you have a lot of confidence bringing in sales calls, but you're not closing the sale. That should be a very clear indicator that you need to solve your sales problem. You have to get better at sales calls. You have to start understanding and dissecting like what exactly happens on the calls that makes it a yes versus a no. So you have to go to work to fix that if you want to get to the next level of your business. And then there are also some folks who are really good at sales. They get on, I have lots of clients like this where you'll, um, they can, they're confident that they can close any sales call. And when I say close a sales call, meaning like the client will end up working with them after the sales call, right? They're really good. They have a high conversion rate from a sales standpoint, but their marketing needs work. So when we think about marketing, this is the second category. When we think in, in the front end, when we think about marketing, I want you to think of marketing as a couple things. Well, two things. One is audience building. Okay. So this is making sure that people are always learning about you and what you do. So this is this is where social media, if you use social media, it could be so helpful because more like goal is like how can I get more fresh new eyes? learning about me so there's a lot of ways that you can build an audience I spent a lot of time in the beginning of my business doing a ton of collabs um, with a lot of other coaches a lot of other just content creators I also um, did a lot of lives with my friends like my friend Erica Cruz and I we used to go live quite a bit actually together in 2020 when we were both building our businesses and it a big part of that was just us collabing and growing our audiences and talking about the things that were important to our audience. So collaborating is super helpful there. 
And also I had a podcast. So what was really helpful at that stage in my business was having guests on the show that grew a lot of exposure for my show. It grew a lot of exposure for my business. So I want you to think about it. If you are from a marketing standpoint, like how are you thinking about your audience building? And I I will I will think of like audience building slash lead generation. So lead generation is a just a word um, in business. And really it's ha- like the focus of generating new leads. And when we say leads, we're talking about potential clients. Okay. So where are you generating potent- new potential clients? Building an audience is one piece, but you also want to be serving people in different ways and making sure people know not like fresh people. I say fresh people like cold, the, the business like way to say it is cold leads, but your cold leads like how are you nurturing them to get them warmer and warmer and warmer to work with you, right? So you want to think from a marketing standpoint, if you are not getting sales calls on the on a regular basis, or I would say if you are getting less than three sales calls a month or two sales calls a month and you're only selling one-on-one coaching, then I definitely want you to work on your marketing. Like that's an area I want you to work on. I want you to have five to seven calls a month, um, 10 calls. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't max it out, but I want you to have definitely more than five, four to five calls every month um, to to be able to grow your business to where you want, right? And for the folks who are working on marketing, the goal is to grow your audience and then also invite them to work with you and get them on a call. And then sales is the next, like that's a whole other category, right? So some of you need to work on your sales. I'm going to say the majority of you listening right now, if if you're under 100K, you probably have to work on sales or marketing and maybe both. And that might be the top priority that you work on in your business. I will say it very likely is, <laughs> very, very likely is. It's around the 50, 60, 70, 80 plus range where you have to start looking, I think, that you have to start looking at other areas and making sure that you are just will be able to scale it and deliver in the other areas. So let's talk about the third category in the front end, which is client results. So when we say client results, it's one, are your clients getting results, right? But two, what's the quality of the coaching, right? Like are people are are people who are working with you getting results? Are they feeling supported? Are they telling you that you're helping them, right? Like you want to keep an eye on making sure like, okay, my clients are having movement. My clients are having growth. That's why they're working with you. And I want you to gauge the client results in a couple different ways. One is client feedback for sure. 
So you want to be you want to make sure that you're you are doing some type of offboarding process so that you have an understanding of like what the experience was for clients who have offboarded. Also for clients who are currently working with you, you want to be in conversation with them. You want to understand like what is helpful to them, want to understand how they feel about the journey. Everybody's business is different, so I know some people that do like um, uh, check-ins in the middle of coaching, right? Like, so if it's a six month package in the middle, uh, after the first three months, they'll do like a check-in on how they think the coaching's going. I've never done that. Um, but I am very, very involved with my clients and their business. So I've just felt like I never had to. There's lots of ways to do this. I just want you to be on top of like, is, this coaching valuable? Are my clients getting results? Are are they getting what they came for? Uh, are they getting what I'm promising, right? Um, and obviously not everybody is going to get the results they want, but I the way I like to think about it from a client's client results point of view is um are are they getting at least 50% further in the journey than they would on their own. For some people, that might be insane, amazing results. For other people, it's just a slower pace and that's okay. But like, are you are you committed to looking at that journey and saying, okay, they're here and I'm going to help them get here. So client results. Number four, this is the last category in front end, are client deliverables. So this is where it's, this is like assets, right, that you create for your clients. This is curriculum. This is your intellectual property, all of that. Client deliverables is something that I definitely have, like, I did not prioritize this until six figures, and I did it strategically. One is I just don't believe that one in one-on-one coaching container, you don't need any curriculum. I'm going to say that again. You don't need curriculum to help people get results when you're working with them one-on-one. I had many dozens of one-on-one clients that got really great results with me with absolutely no curriculum at all, at all. If you are one-on-one coaching and you want to help your clients get results, sometimes curriculum will be helpful. I'm not saying don't do curriculum. What I'm saying is I think a lot, and this is for like, especially like the type A people, the overachievers, the people who, just the overachievers in general, they um, will create a lot of assets and a lot of deliverables to clients and curriculum and they'll make a really great sales page and they'll make a really good website and they think that is what's going to bring in the money. It never brings in the money. So this is why I really want you, especially if you are under like, if you're in the beginning of your business, like under 25K, under 30 not 30, 25, like even 15K. Like if you're starting, starting, I really want to challenge you to not focus on this at all. Like I want to see how far you can get just helping your clients one-on-one on a weekly phone call. Like give them your time and be committed to their results. I promise you they will get results if you are committed and they are committed. There's like no way it can't happen. 
Like you do not need any deliverables in the beginning. Um, Now, if you want to make deliverables, do it. But if it's going to take away from your sales and marketing at that level, then no. You have to get your business going. You have to get cash through the door. You have to get good at sales. You have to get good at marketing. That is a business. A business does not run when you are not good at sales and marketing and or marketing. So that has to be the priority. And I think a lot of people focus on client deliverables way too early. Way, 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 way too early. So from a client deliverables point of view, if you are over the let's say 40k range um and i'm just throwing these numbers out there y'all like everybody is going to be a little bit different but if you are over the 40k 50k 60k range um this could definitely start being more important um but still i just want you to be cognizant and super intentional if you are one of those people that will like pour into making an entire course and take all the time that you should be marketing and put it into this because it's more comfortable for you, right? Like being behind the laptop and just creating um, for your clients is more comfortable because you don't want to be visible because you don't want to whatever. Like I challenge you to not do the curriculum and instead all of the wisdom that you want to share with your clients, share it in your marketing. Like help your clients get results through your marketing and step away from creating deliverables like assets and stuff if if you're not at the income range you want to be at yet now if you are over 100k or you know even over 50k depending on what your business looks like um this might be an area that might be important right like you because the the beautiful thing about intellectual property and client deliverables. Um, I've worked a lot on it for the last six months. The beautiful thing about it is like once you create curriculum, your clients can get results without talking to you. And the value of all those assets is so, so high because now you don't have to say all the things you need to say to each client because it's in one place and they can get the value from it. It's really beautiful. It's what helps people scale. Like if you are looking to scale to multiple six figures um, from the six figure range, your client deliverables, you want to just check on that and the quality of it because that will make such an impact on your client results as you have more clients. Because when you do scale to group or even if you have a group, like your whole job is to make sure that the group gets results. Like you have to be committed to helping your clients get results. And when at, when you're when you don't have that one-on-one time with them, you have to like lay it all on the table. Um, Stacey Bayman has said has said this many times in in to her clients is one thing she told me about um, creating curriculum, which is the best advice. Listen up. She said, "I want you to record this." or or do the assets, right? Create the assets. And when you're creating them, I want you to imagine this is the last time you're ever going to talk about these topics. And what she meant by that is like, 
when you when you are ready and prepared to create those assets do them with so much passion and value giving to the people watching you don't want to create assets that are just like meh we'll see like eh, this is like meh no you want to do it with everything you got because that one little video or that one podcast private podcast or whatever way that you're creating assets for your clients that is going to help a lot of people create results over and over and over again. So you want it to be your best work. And I don't mean best work in terms of like it has to be perfect. I mean best work with like give it all you got. So front end sales, marketing, client results, client deliverables. What areas do you need to work on? What areas do you need to work on? Now back end. So from the back end of your business, um, there are, I'm going to start with standard operating procedures or processes. Um, basically, if you are in the beginning of your business, the first process that you're going to have to um, automate as much as possible is going to be your onboarding. To be honest, I did my onboarding for so, so long. Um, I did basically all the way up to 200K on my own on my own. I don't recommend that, but I just want you to know that it's fine if that is you. Like I run a really lean, lean, lean business. I never, ever like to do, like I always want our team and my team right now is two people and me. I always want us to be ex extremely intentional about our time and where we're putting our energy. And I've always been this way because my whole my, my like one of my biggest, biggest philosophies in business is a simple business. So it's important to me, right? That being said, your processes is something that has to grow as you're scaling to multiple six figures. And I think when I first made my first six figures, I put a lot of pressure on myself that I wasn't organized enough or I've just never been XYZ type of person and that I'm really going to struggle with this. And the truth is I did struggle with it quite a bit. But now looking back at all of my experience in making multiple six figures, making six figures like and making this like making money multiple years in the row now, I have the amount of experience where looking back, I wish I would have just taken things much slower as I as I created my processes. Like I made onboarding this very huge, huge thing that I needed to work on. But the reality was like, I didn't, it wasn't that huge. I just needed to solve really, really simple problems. And I could have just done it one step at a time versus like overhauling everything. So I don't know. That's my experience. But what do your processes look like? What is your like, how are they affecting your client experience, right? Like I want you to think of your client experience when you think of processes. And I also want you to consider like every time you like all the processes in your business, this is an area I'm, I need to work on actually. And 
all the processes in your business, the more you work on them, the more you systematize them, the better experience your clients are going to have always. That's the way I'm thinking about it. It's like, I have to do this because it's affecting my clients. And I care so much about my clients that like, I have to get this in order. So for you, I want you to think of your processes, your onboarding, your whatever process you have behind the scenes, email, podcast, um, launches, whatever. Just think of them as like, your goal is to make them more streamlined one step at a time. But the reason why is one, of course, for your business, but it's always going to impact the client experience. So standard processes and onboarding. Ask yourself, like, how does this look for you? Do people know, do you know exactly what you need to do each time for each type of process? Number two is planning. So planning is something that I didn't do much of almost at all for the majority of my business. In first, to be honest, the first couple, uh, the first 200K definitely didn't plan a lot at almost at all. And excuse me. And when I think about planning, I, I have always been very insecure about planning. But as I have more experience in business now and I've made six figures multiple times, I realize that planning doesn't have to be as hard as I make it. I just know, one, it is required if you want to scale to millions. Like That's just like you can't fight with it. Like, I, I think a part of me in the beginning of my business thought like, oh no, I could like be this like hot mess all the way up to millions. And like, no, <laughs> you need to plan your shit and you need to get better at it. And that's just like a hard truth. That being said, planning doesn't have to be this very hard thing. And like, you can plan in a way that feels really good to you. What I've learned is that I just let every launch, for example, just be an example of getting a little further and a little better at planning. So my first launch of the mastermind was a little bit, was very much like, it felt like I was winging it. And although I wasn't in many ways, um, there was so much I learned. And then the second launch, I got better. And then third relaunch, I got even better, right? And like, as I launch more, I'm going to get better and more efficient and just plan better. And it's okay for it to look like that. I thought it had to be perfect a lot of the time. And that's just not true. So let's talk about money management. So when I'm talking about money management, I'm talking about the very, very, at least in the beginning, the very, very basics of your money. Do you have a bookkeeper? Do you, um, or are you keeping your books up to date? Um, do you have a business bank account? I remember that was one of the first, first, first things that I just delayed for way too long. Do you have a business bank account? Do you have your LLC together? Like, do you have your money together? Or I should say this, is it getting together as you grow? Uh, I think that anybody, like everybody making even 25K should be on top of their books or have a bookkeeper. A bookkeeper is not super expensive. 
you can find one for a really good deal. You just want to be on top of this stuff because it can get messy really, really quickly. And the way I think about it is like, if you want to make a lot of money, if you want to make six figures, multiple six figures, half a million, millions of dollars, you have to be able to manage that money, right? And I've had a lot of drama about this throughout my years in business. And I've realized that like, I, like I am old, like this is my philosophy that you will only sell as much as you can manage. And there will be a point where your money will like, not slow down, but you'll probably stay like stuck at a number, like a number until you get your shit together because your shit needs to be together. It really, really does. And there's, depending on where you are in your business, there's a lot of different services. Um, there's CFO services, uh, for folks who make like six figures to multiple six figures. Um, there are, there are like, if, if you're under six figures, I mean, just a basic bookkeeper and a good tax person is probably enough. Um, but also you just want to make sure like the very basics, like having a business bank account, making sure you're putting your, uh, tax money away, right. And putting that, uh, in your, like saving that so you could pay it quarterly or annually, however you do it. Like just making sure that the very basics of your money are always being kept up. And then as you scale and as you grow, you are having more support, some consultation, right? Some, someone to help you through that process, whatever that looks like, whether it's CEO services, a good tax account, um, accountant. It it looks different for everybody, but you want to be on top of it because it will affect the money that you bring into your business. Okay, y'all. <laughs> and also one thing with money management is are like some questions to ask yourself if this needs if if you're look if you're thinking like do I need this help is do you pay yourself? right? Do you pay yourself a salary or do you just take it from your business bank account? Do Are you putting money away for your retirement, right? Um, is that money going somewhere from your business bank account? These are, you. eventually you want to set up all of your fi- business finances, just like your job would. Like this is where nine to five, many nine to fives would do this for you and just like set up 401ks, whatever, um, and, and payroll, right? They would set it up and it would just be delivered in your bank account. But when it's your business, you have to initiate that and make it happen. So ask yourself those questions and ask yourself, like, is this an area that needs cleaning up? Number three in the back end or number four in the back end is leadership and delegation. Now, I think if you are under 100k I don't even want you to think about this at all leadership and delegation is what's needed um as you definitely start scaling to multiple six figures and I will say that this is something that I got much better at in just the last like probably a six to ten months and that's because I organized my maternity leave and I've just started working with my team a lot more efficiently um, at the multiple six figure range, I still had a lot of work to do, uh, to get better at 
managing my people, being a leader, delegating. Um, but here's how you know that this is an area for growth for you is if projects just aren't getting done, if the processes that you've put in place are still really messy. Also, like this is a pet peeve of mine because I've been a manager a lot of times in my jobs in the past. And here's the thing. Here's one thing I've learned in managing my team is your team is only as good as you are as a leader. I'm going to say that again. Your team is only as good as you are as a leader. Like when shit doesn't get done in my business, right? Like if I give a task or a project to someone on my team and it wasn't completed at the time I want it done or it wasn't done the way I wanted, the first thing I do is ask myself, how did I not give this person clarity? Like where did I, like where's my responsibility in this? And every time I ask myself this question, I can answer it easily. I can answer it easily. It's almost never their fault. And I'm not saying that there won't be people that just won't be a good fit for your business. That will happen. But I always, I think as I've grown as a leader in my business, I've learned that like I have to show up and be the leader because unless I am hiring someone like an actual employee and paying them very well, I can't really expect people to have my type of passion for my business. It's just not how it works. No one's going to have more passion for my business. So I've learned as a leader, like you have to be able to look at your team, but you also have to be able to look at yourself and think about what work, where your work is. Um, and in delegating, you know, that's a process. Um, I, I think you, everybody will have to learn that in their own way. Um, but I will say as you grow your business, you're just going to have to let go of how you want some things done and then really hone in on being specific about things that are important to you and how you want those things done. So, um, so those are the areas in the back end of your business and the front end of your business, y'all. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to look at these and ask yourself, where are my top three priorities? Like, what do I need to focus on? And then I just want you to focus on those for the entire half year. This is what we're doing in the mastermind. That's like whatever those numbers, whatever the, the areas of growth are for you, that is where you focus. And everything else can go on the back burner for right now. All right. That's it, y'all. It's simple. I went through them. You just got to decide. This is what bosses do. <laughs> you pick the areas that need the most growth. And I will say for the majority of you, it's going to be sales and or marketing. And for a lot of you, like if you are under 20k in sales uh, no i mean not even i'd say if you are under six figures let's say 60k 60 or 50k it's probably just going to be sales and marketing priorities and maybe onboarding like i don't see you needing to focus on any other thing maybe client results client results are super important but like that's it that's it. So go out there and market the 
fuck out of your services. Go out there. Do the work to get great at sales. Do the work to get great client results. Now you know what to focus on. All right, y'all. I will see you next time. If you want to work with me one-on-one, I want to invite you to work with me. I am opening up a very limited amount of spots this year, and I want to help you get to the next level in your business, whatever that looks like. So if you're interested, you can go to my website and look at one-on-one coaching there or my Instagram at Kat Del Carmen. And, or you could email me at Catalina, C-A-T-A-L-I-N-A at Kat Del Carmen, C-A-T-D-E-L-C-A-R-M-E-N dot com. All right, y'all. I will see you next time. And if you like this episode, make sure to share it. All right, y'all. I'll see you next time. Hey, amiga. If you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out for Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalcarmen.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.